the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Well, I'm not quite Chad Burton. I'm Rob Black. He and I have known each other for 20 plus years. Um, talking markets, talking investments, talking insurance, talking financial planning needs is the goal. Stocks are clinging to gains before the market opens today, but there's a lot going on. This is the type of stock market that gets me excited to get up in the morning. In large part, we have big tech executives talking before Congress at the federal open and the federal open market committee meeting today where we're going to get some sort of policy statement. What do I like about Apple? CEO Tim Cook, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Google parent Alphabet CEO Sundar Pichai. Uh, They're all going to appear before a House Judiciary Committee to discuss a number of concerns over their market power and their business practices, some of which have been already scrutinized for being antitrust type of businesses. Many have argued that these issues have been magnified during the coronavirus pandemic. So we're going to get some fireworks out of Congress today. We also might get an idea of how these companies want to operate within making governments happy. It's probably not an idea to be a runaway rock star um, monopolist. It's probably just not a good idea in this this current political environment around the world. What else do we get? We get the Federal Open Market Committee. They're going to release its July monetary policy statement today. And you also get a lot of quarterly earnings, which I kind of like. So the second one that I keep talking about that I keep dropping is the Federal Open Market Committee. The Federal Reserve is a bunch of bankers from different parts of the country. If it makes you happy, you could probably think of a banker in like Miami Beach or you could think of one in New York City or Boston, maybe somewhere in Minneapolis or Southern California, Northern California, two very different parts of the state just for those who have never been to California. Um, very different. It's funny because there's a, a wacko politician every couple of years who talks about breaking California into five different states and I'm not necessarily against it. <laughs> it it kind of makes some sense if you're trying to give people their rights, but um, more broad appeal can work too. I see it both ways. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So the Fed's going to give us a really good idea of what's happening, what they're seeing in the economy as far as jobs go and inflation goes and much, much more. RVs hit record sales last month, according to a new report. Uh, pandemic. People don't quite feel good about getting on an airplane, so they say we still want to get away, but they go, we don't really want to stay at a hotel. 
So what do you do? You go in and buy an RV. Uh, last month, 40,462 RVs were uh, sold, shipped out. I'm not sure quite how those are counted. Um, but a lot of first-time purchases are coming in and a lot of uh, people coming in to buy RVs between the age of 25 and 35. Um, you can invest in RVs, believe it or not. Uh, I bring it up because it's one of those trends that will we continue to do it when the economy comes back and looks more normal? And we're not, shall we say, um, afraid to fly. So a traveling campground is out there. So, you know, actually, well, one of the odd, more odd investments I ever saw was I, someone came to me and said, I got some money. I'm going to invest in a, a campground. And it, it's wildly profitable. As a, don't buy a Wall Street investment, but buy an alternative investment. He said he made great money doing that. He, that he, him and his whole family kind of grew up because his dad did that in a good lifestyle. Isn't that kind of funny? But if you wanted to go with more RVs, type of investments on Wall Street. Uh, there's plenty. There's a company called Thor Industries, for instance, that uh, is pretty well known. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So will camping in a hotel on wheels be attractive to millennials going forward? Don't you? You always see stories about like, oh, a person stays in his RV in the parking lot of the uh, – office and you're like oh gross <laughs> where do they uh, drain the pipe or what what happens with that right 800-516-1220 each calls on the air what else is selling really well right now uh, other than rvs well it's not airline tickets it's not hotels yet we're keeping our eyes on that those areas talking about needing a bailout that has to happen at some point right or they back for good Hard Seltzer's doing well. Hard Seltzer. And there's a company that you can go out and buy Boston beer. Beer not as well as the truly hard seltzer of the Twisted Teas helping Boston beer. As we're staying home, let's say the workday used to be from 9 to 5 and you'd get stuck in an hour of traffic so you get home at 6. As you're staying home, you're like, well, being my own Boston, I think I'm going to kick off at 3. Is that okay with you yourself? Yes. And maybe you're doing a little bit more day, day drinking. So like a hard seltzer makes a little bit more sense. I, I, again, I'm just telling you what's going on. What's what's investing well and what's not, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Amazon reports earnings tomorrow. Alphabet stock is worth 35% more based on the sum of its parts. Now, that's an interesting one because Alphabet's getting in the, the heat of it right now. With U.S. Congress saying, you know, hey, your search, your search is so powerful. Your search is so powerful that you give away email for free and it's so powerful. But YouTube is owned by Alphabet. And should we lump Google search into YouTube? Because YouTube is a pretty sexy alternative right now in the world of media. Um, cloud revenue. Share purchase buybacks. We're going to hear a lot from Alphabet this week. I've got a ton of cash. It's worthy of note. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 
Congress is going to grill the CEOs of four tech titans today. And to me, that's always about, and I know this is just cynical of me to say, it seems like a campaign issue, right? Let's say something ridiculous to Mr. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. You call him Mr. Mark Zuckerberg. And then you, you wave a bony finger at him and you go, how dare you? For whatever he did, whether it's privacy or monopolistic. I, I get it. I, fake outrage is awesome. <laughs> like someone gets a picture of that same congressman like during the meeting, like flipping through his Facebook page. You're like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's how dare you do. Apple's going to report earnings tomorrow. Uh, I think it's fair to say that by the end of this week, we're going to have a pretty good idea. Did the big run in Apple, Microsoft, um, Amazon, Google's not so much, but it's been a good run. Did the big runs there, did they basically say justified or not justified? When Apple reports their numbers, they're probably not going to say, hey, next quarter we've got this new phone we're going to be shipping. But will the numbers be good enough to, for us to go, oh, whoa, it's all justified? Or will the numbers – and if you've never heard a conference call, start tomorrow. It, Apple's an easy one. It's so digestible. You'll get a good feeling for – you'll know the company already probably if you've ever watched any of their press releases or any of their big events. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I in for CFP Chad Burton. The webinar that we did two weeks ago is now available for replay for this week. You can find it online at newfocusfinancial.com. It's last week's webinar, two weeks ago webinar, absolutely free today. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Hey, ho, it's Rob Black. Sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. A couple things I want to throw out. Uh... He and I are very different. We like to simplify ourselves and say I'm the wealth accumulator. He's the wealth manager. Uh, It's a little bit of an insult because it implies that he's smarter than me. But (laughs) there's egos involved. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the areas that that I think I've done well in is try to guide you and say be careful here or this is how they make their money there. Like annuities or generally bad product, but they sound awesome. They're sold by people who make commissions, which in this day and age, it's it's really interesting, right? Um, do you remember a car company called Saturn? They were invented in the, I want to say, late 80s, early 90s, but I want to say late 80s. <laughs> Maybe it was early 90s. But the whole idea was it's there's no going to be, there's no haggling. Everything's on a menu. Price of the car, any upgrades, no haggling, done. And a lot of Americans liked that idea. I don't know. So watch out for annuities because they have high commissions. Are they ever appropriate for people? Usually not. Can they be appropriate? Yeah, you can actually buy a a low fee, no commission annuity, and that could be part of your income plan in retirement. But everyone's different, so don't assume that. And please don't buy bad product. Gold hit an all-time high. It's been on a run. It's been on a tear. Which would you rather have for the next 40 years? Um, a bar of gold or a, you know, an equivalent amount of shares of Apple? Well, you know Apple's going to earn money and you know they're going to give dividends to their, their people. 
gold doesn't necessarily earn money and it's tough to spend. It's, it's kind of a worst case scenario type of play. So Warren Buffett doesn't like gold. <laughs> they say in basketball that you want to be like Mike. I'm assuming that's Michael Jordan. Greatest ball hog of all time. Um, if you want to like score a lot of points, you have to have the ball. <laughs> you have to take the shots. It's called being a ball hog, I believe. People think he had skill. No, you just he shot a lot. He missed the most amount of shots ever, right? Because he shot the most amount of shots ever, essentially. Gold settled at a price of $1,944 an ounce yesterday. And it hasn't been at those levels um, since trading began at the CME in 1974. Now, gold has had a special place in everyone's heart. Probably sometimes when we grew up, we heard about um, <clears throat> explorers going out on the high seas looking for gold, killing the indigenous people and taking their food. <clears throat> but that's a different story. But the gold has been kind of like this, ah, it's good as gold. It, it's it, the doubloons, pieces, like the physical beauty of it's not too bad. But as an investment – as protection against uncertainty, do you really need to be protected from uncertainty? And Warren Buffett talks about this, not just me, not just Chad. People like Warren Buffett say, you know, as a store of value, gold can be traded and stored for future use. About 40% of gold production goes into direct physical investment in gold bullion or coins. Um, jewelry is a big play on gold. Sometimes gold gets uh, a, a move up or a move down based on the number of weddings in India. So in India, gold in the form of jewelry is often a very large part of a uh, family's net worth. When inflation rises, gold is lovely because, <clears throat> well, a bar of gold is just a bar of gold. And what makes it horrific in growth times makes it lovely in non-growth times. It's not going down. It's still a bar of gold. I, there's a hedge for uncertainty. If you need to hedge uncertainty, you need to, I think, toughen up a little bit because there's always a crisis. There's always a crisis on Wall Street. It's not just the 9-11s or the financial crisis of 2008 and where the banks started to implode. Um, it's not just the Asian flu or the bird flu, the avian flu, the swine flu, the Ebola Blood coming out of people's eyes. Do you remember a couple of years ago? That was the COVID-19 story. It was Ebola. And uh, what it, it's pretty shocking when you see what, what are the – you bleed out of your eyes. You're like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> so but Warren Buffett goes out of his way to not like gold because it doesn't have a job. And it's really just a hard commodity. Um. He doesn't buy it. He's the most successful of all successful investor of all time. And he says gold is a bad investment, a shiny cube that does not generate earnings or pay a dividend or interest like a bond. No, 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 no. So I kind of agree with that. I don't know where you stand, but I do kind of agree with that. Interesting little company who has a chance to be the next Amazon. Just a chance. And they're Canadian, which makes it like mm, – 
I don't know if I'm going to think a Canadian company could become the next Amazon because Canadians are just too friendly and too nice. And you need to be evil like Jeff Bezos, who he's going to have a collision with Congress this week, this week, today. Um, and it's his first time really getting grilled. So you, I, I've already read part of his opening speech, and it's pretty, pretty wonderful. Um, he introduces himself to Congress with his he reads his own bio. Which is bizarre, but it is what it is. Anyway, the company that who has a chance at beating Amazon at its own game could be Shopify. Now, Shopify has seen revenue in the second quarter grow at 100% as more brick-and-mortar retailers listed on its online platform boost their sales. The nice thing is for them is that they can instantly say, we are a competitor. We are an alternative to Amazon. You've probably heard some companies start to, you know, bitch and moan a little bit about, you know, oh, Amazon makes too much money. Amazon makes us jump through hoops. There's a lot of truth to that. You're going to hear the same thing about Apple and Capitol Hill today of the iTunes store isn't fair because they take a cut of our revenue. We go onto their property. We go onto their phones and into their store and say, we are a great app. You should download us and. We think Apple should get less, and Apple thinks they should get more. That's going to be interesting today. No? McDonald's yesterday reported a profit of $0.66 cents a share. Sales at restaurants were down 23%, but we saw growth in the last three months, and it's like, wow, people are leaving their homes. They, McDonald's is a big company. McDonald's is um, it's diversified in, in, in locations. It's diversified, in, uh, diversified enough that we, we're not thinking like, oh, it's just the Northeast is opening it up. No, it's all the United States. So it's interesting the way people like CFP, Chad Burton, and myself use information. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence in earnings releases that you wouldn't think is necessarily tied outside of the company but into the big picture of the economy. <clears throat> You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. We have put a webinar that we put a lot of man hours into, a lot of brand new content, a lot of understanding how retirement's going to work in the post-age of the pandemic known as COVID-19. You can sign up for free and get a copy of it online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I am sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Uh, He's actually doing me a favor. I have a commitment in the middle of the afternoon so i'm kind of moving my schedule around and doing different things at different times um 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air anything that you want to talk about we can talk about uh you can always find chad at newfocusfinancial.com and fill out a form and start the investment relationship with a cfp ball rolling which is something you should consider as you're rate getting near retirement right I can tell you as I get near retirement, I'm no longer young. I'm no longer optimistic about, oh, I can go out and get another job. Uh, Oh, I can go start another career. I've I've done it. I'm going to start one more media project probably at the end of this year, and that's it. And it's just taking a look around, seeing what's out there right now and saying, hey, I think I can do something else with my time. Again, I'm not leaving this. I'm not leaving this. 
oh boy, I should be quiet. I just, <laughs> it sounds worse than it is. I'm just trying to stay entertained. Is that better? Home ownership in the United States has hit its highest level in 12 years. This is one of those weird little things that you got to play with. <clears throat> Once you learn it, you'll go, oh, okay, I got it. This much home ownership is bad if you want homes to go up in value because everyone already has one, is the thought. Not everyone. Home ownership highest in 12 years. The rate grew to 67.9%. That's the highest since the third quarter of 2008 when you saw home prices hit a high. <clears throat> a low is the right way of saying that. And then you know, turn around and get going again. When we get saturated, <clears throat> probably hurts the renters the most, right? Because they don't have. They're part of the 32% that don't have versus the majority 68% that do. Um, so it's kind of counterintuitive that when things are successful, it's tougher for them to stay successful or to become more successful -er. We're probably not going to go to 75% home ownership. <clears throat> Historically, we just don't go there. We get right around 68, 69, 70, uh, and then stop. And then the years where everyone owns a home is typically people have rushed in who shouldn't be homeowners. Um, whether they're lower income and they're trying to buy middle income type homes or they're First job is as a clerk at 7-Eleven and they're going, no, no disrespect to clerks at 7-Eleven, but you probably can't afford a, a job, not a job. You probably can't afford a mortgage of $500,000. You probably shouldn't be out going, you see what I'm saying, right? I think you do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Cybercrime is up during the coronavirus chaos, costing companies billions isn't that amazing? Um, we have cybercrime. We don't really talk about it. It goes on. We kind of live with it. And it's a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar corporate problem. Data breaches have grown in intensity and frequency in recent months. Uh, I've just assumed I've been hacked. I wish our government would come up with a replacement to the social security number. But I just assume we've been hacked. So I change my passwords typically every 90 days. Not very fancy changes, but at least I'm doing something in case instead of the direct hack, they're getting a list and they're going, oh, his password was password one. Let's try that one on everything that we want to. We see that he's got a Bank of America relationship. We have no clue what his password is, but we see he's there. Let's see if he was dumb enough to use the same password twice. So large scale data breaches have increased 273% in the first quarter. That's pretty crazy couple reasons behind it, obviously. More and more businesses are getting online. More and more businesses are doing e-commerce online. People had to shift and suddenly send out their employees new passwords. They had to shift and suddenly get their employees working from home. And that little lapse of setting up new systems without security created a huge opportunity for cyber criminals. So... I once made a mistake. I'll never do this again. And if, when I do, I will now officially knock on wood. Uh, back in the 90s on CNET Radio, which was kind of an awesome platform for those of you who know a little bit about it. It was a tech station. Um, 
it was a radio station that was trying to do things just tech stories, and I was their tech stock guy, which was fine because I was doing it for Wall Street during the day. Why not do it for a radio station in, in that process as well, right? So CNET Radio, back when radio had a, a little bit of a, a bullet shot, shall we say, into media. Financial media was a bullet shot. So tech stocks were a bullet shot to kind of replace broadcasting with what's called a narrow cast. Kodak is up another 160% and it's halted after Trump announced his deal to make drug ingredients at an old factory. You might remember that our government, our president in particular, uh, pulled something called the Defense Production Act. And we're all like, what's the Defense Production Act? And ultimately, it's the use of allows the president to use like public buildings to take over during wartime type needs to manufacture what we need. So Trump has done this with Kodak. Kodak is a company that's been left for dead, uh, essentially bankrupt. They got nothing going on. And now they're going to make generic active pharmaceutical ingredients, which is not a bad thing when you can turn an old building into something more practical or something more useful. It does beg the question of um, why the stock has gone from $2 a share to 8 to $10 a share. And where will it be when COVID gets fixed and we're no longer taking over companies to manufacture for us? Or is Kodak going to be making pharmaceutical ingredients forever. Do you know what you're, you know what killed Kodak, right? The stupid digital camera, and it's it's stupid camera on the phone just killed Kodak. Uh oh, here comes an old statement. When I was young, you bought a camera and you put film in it, and then when the film was done, you wound it or something like that, so it didn't get exposed light, and you. You carry it into a, a store, and you're like, here, develop these for me. And then after they're developed, you pay some ridiculous thing, like five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe $1,000 for it to be developed. And you're, you're waiting in the photo booth or the, the line, and you're like, look at your pictures. like, ah, oh, everything's out of focus, and I just paid to have this crap developed. It's like, ah. Oh. All right. Maybe that's just me having an old-time moment of when I was a kid, we had cameras that weren't. Phones. The S&P 500, I want to leave you with this thought uh, before we go to break. The S&P 500 is positive 100 days before the election. That's a trend. If 40 years of history is a guide, markets should continue to rise and actually be less volatile. They almost melt up into comfort of, oh, this is going to be our next president. The lead up to the 2020 presidential election is going to have a lot of volatility, in my opinion, because each candidate's policies are, are going to be, you know, playing into big business. Whether it's hurting big businesses with more taxes, whether it's, you know, uh, regulating an industry or whether it's deregulated an industry, there's big profits going into the election. Biden appears to have an edge over Trump in the polls right now. So Wall Street's starting to figure out, hey, a Democrat's not going to ruin <clears throat> Wall Street as a, as a president. It didn't do it under Obama. They didn't do it under Clinton. So people are starting to get a little bit more comfortable that it's not going to be a slash and burn kind of scenario on tech companies or on big companies. Um, the only election year that was so 
that actually would be a bad one to really talk about would probably be 1968 between Richard Nixon and then Hubert Humphrey at a time when America was dealing with a lot of social unrest and global pandemic as well. Um, so in 100 days before that election, the S&P 500 was up 3%. So maybe not smoothly, but it got there. So am I telling you in the last 100 days that things are going to be okay? I am. But with a caveat, maybe they won't. But historically, and you can take some comfort in history, that it doesn't like drop on policies. <clears throat> it doesn't drop on like, okay, let's say Biden, and I'm, I'm making up politics here because I don't really know politics well. Um, I, I'm not a I'm not going to stump here in any way, shape, or form. But let's say he wants you know free health care for all Americans. Well, that's going to change the pharmaceuticals. It's going to change the hospitals, the HMOs. It's going to change the biotech companies, <clears throat> how much money they spend on R&D, how much money they – like this has been a little bit of a shocker for some Americans with COVID. Uh, while COVID has hit, people have put off elective surgeries, and now you're getting like emails and, and you're seeing advertisements from your hospitals like, it's okay to have a heart attack. Come on in and we'll fix you up. Or that, you know, breast augmentation. Come on in. We're open for business. You're seeing that COVID was, our, our hospitals are like, they're these lights of hope in our, our lives. Like, wow, if I get sick, I can go there. Um, and when COVID does its job and, you know, and hospitals shine by treating these people and saving lives and creating heroes and first responders and all that kind of wonderful stuff. If you don't go and get your breast augmentation or your tummy tuck or your um, <clears throat> various surgeries, and trust me, I'm due for one myself, a colonoscopy that, uh, hey, COVID's conveniently putting off for me, right? Anyhow, you can find CFP Chad Burton at New Focus Financial. That's newfocusfinancial.com. A webinar that he and I did that he poured an enormous amount of time into developing is available for rebroadcast at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. <clears throat> Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Focusing on wealth in times of COVID, the focus has been a little bit too much on the disease, the infection, the ramifications to our economy. Because, again, we're going to have to get through this. If you're in your 20s, it's we're going to get through this, right? That's the goal. But the focus has been a little bit too much, so we've kind of lost a little bit. Don't forget to max out your 401k. Don't forget to check your insurance policies every couple of years to really get a good feel for them. I'll give you a great example. First of all, I can give you two great examples. Uh, your homeowner's policy. Back in the 90s, there was the, uh, the Oakland fires that you know took down some homes that people had built homes up in the Oakland Hills. Um, and the fires just kind of raged the little canyon there and took out a few homes. People get their insurance policy and they're like, oh, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. <clears throat> oh, but the construction costs that you have quoted that you've been paying for the last 30, 40, 50 years were back in you know 1970s costs. And you never upgraded your construction costs. A lot of people found out, whoops, 
I think people have become a little bit smarter with some of their, their health care policies, um, some of their uh, homeowners policies, some of those renters policies. But you do have to look at them on occasion. And if you know anyone who's had a home burned down, who I have, that process of getting it rebuilt and replaced is a long one. One of the best things you could do is take pictures of your home once a year, whenever, updating like, hey, this is my 60-inch TV so that you don't have to prove that it was a 60-inch TV um, because you're not going to get a 60-inch TV when you used to have a 30-inch TV without proving that you had a 60-inch TV. It is mind-numbing how the insurance policy uh, uh, policies and practices kind of process a disaster. They're great. It does, it's great work. It's super important. But you should look just to update it on occasion. I'll give you one more example of updating your policies. I can give you hundreds. But a classic one is my own father, where he was told with six months left to live, Mr. Black, you will be dead in six months. Make your peace. And he died almost six months to the date. It was a blessing because he we knew he was a dead man walking. He, we knew he was a bag of bones. Whatever analogy or whatever turn of a phrase you want to put on him, that's what he was. With four months left to live, he forgot to sign a, a policy. A life insurance policy that he had his whole life had to be renewed, which needed to be renewed every three to five years. And um, <clears throat> he forgot to renew it. So when he died, as the good son I am, I didn't cry. I was going through his paperwork. My job was to find every financial thing that I could to be a little bit of a financial detective. And sure enough, there was a policy right there on his desk. Now, my dad was one of those desk guys that had a little bit too much on his desk. Not like I see three notebooks. I see some notepads on my desk right now. My dad had like 20 notepads filled, loose paper everywhere, bills everywhere, open and paid, open and not paid. Keep in mind, this was pre-internet where you, uh, you still had a thing called stamps. I know for children today, we need to explain. Yes, we used to lick stamps, which is in this day and age with COVID, you're like licking, yuck. Um, yes. So a lot going on there as far as um, update your policies. You know, I grew up in a household where when I got out, the moment I got out, if I had a life insurance policy or an investment policy, an investment statement, I put it under my girlfriend's name. I figured I was going to be with her forever and ever and ever. And then a year later, I wasn't. Um, I didn't put it on my family members. So if I died, money would have gone to girlfriend number four or girlfriend number seven. Or And it's, it's offensive. We're right smack dab in earnings season. And I should recap one more time that Congress is going to be talking to uh, the big tech companies today and basically getting some good PR by humiliating them into being bad businesses. Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Facebook all appearing before the committee today, uh, the House Judiciary Committee on Antitrust Practices. That's both a good thing and a bad thing. When the government says you might be an antitrust, there's a good chance you're making a lot of money. There's a, you don't want to get too cocky like Microsoft. That set them back 10 years. But there's a good chance you're, you own a lot of the, the spaces on the Monopoly board. Shut up, be nice, play along with Congress, and keep that ball rolling. Starbucks, better than expected numbers. Advanced micro devices, better than expected numbers, because we knew that one was coming because Intel missed theirs so badly. 
Amgen, General Motors, Shopify. Shopify is a company that a lot of people think could be the next Amazon. If they can figure out how to deliver better, if they can figure out a value proposition that gives you an opportunity to say, I don't need Amazon's 129 Prime that includes music that I've never used, but it's there. It includes audible books that I never hear, but they're there. Um, so Shopify, a lot of people have a lot of, take a look at it. You tell me, ticker symbol S-H-O-P. <clears throat> so there was worse than expected results from Boeing. Boeing, they need to get those planes back in the air. They need to get something off their negative list. Um, because it doesn't seem to be getting better. One of the more interesting statements that I heard from a business person recently in a conference call was, I don't know about you guys, he said, but I don't see this COVID thing getting a lot better anywhere. And again, it's tough to say, right? Because he's not flying to Phoenix and partying like a rock star. He's probably looking in his own community and saying, like, hey, I'm still not going back to work. I still see my kids at lunchtime. This isn't good. But a lot of people are starting to feel like it's not getting better. So Boston Properties had a horrible quarter. They're a big uh, play on commercial real estate. Then you get office spaces. I used to use Boston Properties as a great example of you as an individual could own private. You could own real estate. You could own office spaces in New York by buying a company called Boston Properties. I'm not really talking about a lot of REITs right now, but... That's neither here nor there. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. The big uh, webinar that CFP Chad Burton and myself did a couple weeks back is available online for replay. You have to fill out a quick form at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch a copy of that old webinar from two weeks old. Great content on it. I'm Rob Black.